The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a monster Monday presented by DraftKings that we are recording and posting Sunday night immediately after the Rams just beat the Niners 20-17. to This will be up in less than an hour after that game ended. Unbelievable. We're presented by DraftKings. It's a new week, which means we'll have a new Spread the Word winner at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. Easiest contest I am aware of to retweet, to quote tweet, to whatever tweet you guys want to do, or Instagram likes or Facebook shares. I'm looking for Facebook shares. Sponsor confirmation email winner. We've got awesome sponsors. 1-800-Flowers, LinkedIn, Athletic Greens, any of the ones you find over at RossTucker.com. Please take advantage of them, especially for Valentine's Day. 1-800-Flowers, no-brainer. Send me the email confirmation, ross at rosstucker.com. And then we're trying to grow our YouTube. So I'd appreciate it if you guys just hit the thumbs up, subscribe to YouTube. That'd be amazing. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. If you comment, you can get a cameo style video, which is very, very cool. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Super Bowl 56 is set, Ross. Your thoughts from both of these games uh, before we break them down individually? Well, just in terms of the takeaways, I mean, how about the comebacks? Both games, a team came back from double-digit second-half deficit to win. The Bengals were down 21-10, should have been more. More on that later. They came back to win in overtime. The Niners had control of this game, 17-7, to and things were looking dire at that point for the Rams, and yet the Rams just kept playing, and they came back to win. So double-digit comebacks in the second half of each game, pretty incredible. Uh, close games again. We had an overtime game, the game I was at. Then we have close games again here in – uh, with the Rams and the Niners, it, it's just been an incredible two weekends of football with 
what we've seen from the divisional round and the conference championship Sunday. Just incredible. And then I would say some of the other things that that jump out to me, probably just two others, really, Brian. Questionable coaching decisions. You know, Andy Reid allowing one more play at the end of the first half of that Chiefs-Bengals game. That was absolutely critical. I don't have a huge problem with it. I think he trusted Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes showed that he couldn't be trusted. We're throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill in the flat on that play. And then Sean McVay, wow, is he fortunate that the Rams came back to win that one because McVay was throwing away challenges and timeouts like they were going out of style. They had no timeouts, no challenges, but like 10 minutes left in the game. What was he doing? And then the last big theme, Bri, I'm I'm really happy for two things right now. I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. He wanted to play in big games. He wanted to play in a Super Bowl like this, and he's going. I, I am thrilled for him. He's changing the narrative about his career. And then I'm so happy for Bengals fans. 1988? Are you kidding me? 1988? The Bengals doing this gives all the other organizations, everybody else, more hope. I'm so happy for their fans, and it gives all the all the fans of all the other teams hope. And then for Stafford, it gives some of the other quarterbacks hope. Maybe they just need to find a way to go somewhere else. Maybe that's the key, is they need to go to a better organization. Speaking of better organization, how about Athletic Greens? I mean, I love that Andrew Brandt's been taking it for years. I started it because I heard all the other people were taking it, and they said they wanted to potentially. They didn't say they would. They said they potentially sponsor the show. So I started taking it because – uh, you know, I don't always have time. I'm on the road. Gives you more energy. It's got the gut health, which I need because of some of the stuff that I eat. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens. Basically, it's like drinking your greens, drinking your vegetables, which is awesome. Uh, the, the founder was having gut health issues. This helped a lot. Your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D. In fact, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Ross. Again, that is athleticgreens.com com slash Ross to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Takes. All right. So now that we've got the overall takeaways, let's dive into these games. We'll start with the one you were at. You were on the sidelines, Bengals and the Chiefs. What was Kansas City like? Well, um, let's start with the food because that's part of what we do here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. They had... Um, one thing I really appreciated, they had this side table that was open before they actually put the food out that had fruit, lots of fruit I like, blueberries, cantaloupe, pineapple, and then it also had nachos, chips, pretzels, some bars, and then salad. Uh, so that was on the side table. Then the main meal was salad, 
burgers, beans, bacon, big cookies. They did have Coke Zero. So the only issues I would say would be the burgers were all very clearly well done, which maybe in that setting you have to do it. And by the time I went through the line, there was no cheese left. Well, I'm not just going to have a burger like without it needs to be a cheeseburger. So instead, um, the beans were really good. So I cut up the burger and put that meat with the beans. That was uh, that was OK because it gave the burger a little more flavor. Uh, but that was a little disappointing. Um, and yeah, I mean, that that's fine. It, other than that, it was fine. And I'm appreciative to the Chiefs, I would give it a B minus probably because of the well done burgers and the no cheese. But they made up for it in the first half with how they played on the field. Chiefs totally dominated the first half. They had touchdowns on their first three possessions to get that 21 3 lead as they completely controlled the battle up front. And really, Early on in the game, Mahomes was absolutely magical. I mean magical. And I thought th that was kind of what I had predicted, you know, that Mahomes would play really well. I, I kind of thought maybe it was the end of the line for the Bengals. I was worried the game would get away from the Bengals. But then kudos to the Bengals. They finally got a touchdown in the end of the first half. Jamar Chase, they went back to him twice. He made a contested catch. So they're up 21-10. And then the series of the game, the Chiefs were still in rhythm. The Chiefs march and have a, a, a at a minimum a field goal situation. They're inside that they're like at the two yard line. There's five seconds left. They don't do anything on first or second down. It's like third down or something. Five seconds left. Andy Reid wants to kick the field goal. Multiple people that were on the Chiefs sideline told me that Andy Reid wants to kick the field goal. But Mahomes says one more play, one more play. Because he wanted the touchdown. And Andy Reid said, okay. And then Mahomes threw the ball to Tyreek Hill in the flat. Got stuffed by Eli Apple. You can't do that. You cannot do that. You have to throw it quick into the end zone. Period. Or throw it away. You must get the field goal in that situation. So I interviewed Zach Taylor at halftime. Actually, I take that back. Evan Washburn interviewed Zach Taylor, but I was walking with him. He was so fired up about that stop. He knew how huge that was. He was like, same score we had last time we played these guys. That was huge right there. He was all part. Andy Reid, um, from what I was told, was not happy. Not happy at all because he knew that that was really important. And honestly, I'll put some blame on Andy Reid. I put more on Patrick Mahomes. You can't throw that ball in the flat right there. You, you can't do that. Offensively, the Bengals really just chipped away in the second half. Joe Burrow made several plays with his legs, which you don't expect to see from him all that often. They had some nice screen passes to Samaj P. Ryan, Joe Mixon. But really, the story of the second half was the Bengals' defense. Well, Bengals' defense and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the Bengals' defense was awesome. They have, uh, they had in the second half, they kept stuffing the Chiefs to like three and outs. And then they got the interception by B.J. Hill, which led to a field goal to make it 21-13. I mean, they held the Chiefs to three points in the second half. Three points. And that was on the last play 
of regulation, by the way. Second consecutive game, they held the Chiefs to three points. They got the interception from Hill. We'll tell you about the other interception in a little bit. But Mahomes, I don't know what he was doing. I mean, he had some awful throws. He could have been intercepted more. Missed throws. Overtime, he was all over the place. Uh, about his last play of regulation, when he fumbled, you know, he, he lost like 20 yards and fumbled and could have made a missed field goal. If, if the Bengals recover that fumble instead of the Chiefs, the game's over and the Bengals win. Just like an unconscionable error by Mahomes in that situation. Unconscionable. But yet he did it. He made a couple. He made a couple mistakes. He let's be honest. I love Patrick Mahomes. We all do. But he really, you know, kind of kind of screwed that game up. Then they get to overtime. The Chiefs win the coin toss again, again. But Jesse Bates tips the ball. Devon Bell for the interception. The Bengals. I I couldn't believe this. Even after the interception, it's like the Chiefs gave up. The Bengals just pounded them with Joe Mixon on the ground game, running right through them, who I interviewed, by the way, after the game. Check it out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. They get down for a chip shot field goal. Evan McPherson was money all game. He's money again there. And the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Um, can't say it enough how impressed I am by what they did, how surprised. I thought they'd be last in the AFC North. They did it with Uzama getting injured. T. Higgins had a big game. Just an incredible, incredible performance all the way around by the Bengals to battle back at Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Incredibly impressive. Chuck Stakes. And the game that just finished between the Niners and the Rams. Your biggest thoughts on that one? Well, yeah. I mean, it was scoreless for a while. Um, By the way, one last quick aside from that Bengals-Chiefs game. I know I talk about this a lot. And I I know you guys can hear it in my voice. And you you see it. Uh, It is so cool to be on the sideline or broadcasting any of these games, but to be on the sideline, I just want you guys to know I never take it for granted. I'm interviewing Mixon after the game, and Mixon's all choked up, and it, it was just really, really special. You know, because I'm, I'm, I have this, if you, if you look at social media, at Ross Eckerfield, they put this red tape on me, which enabled me to be inside the ropes for the celebration afterwards. And I'm like there... Talking to Tyler Boyd, I interview Von Bell, like talking to the coaches. And to see these guys, for a lot of them, it's the happiest moment of their professional career. And a lot of the players, it's the happiest moment of their lives, of their lives. It's so cool to be out there and be a part of it. I mean, even just any game is cool, the environment, the crowd. But especially when you when you get a chance to be around people that are that happy, that are having their dream come true, they're going to the Super Bowl, it is electric. And that is what Matthew Stafford and the Rams are doing as well. They were scoreless for a while in this game. 
for whatever reason, teams couldn't score. But then finally, Cooper Cup scores a touchdown. That guy is unstoppable. I mean, everybody's trying to stop him, and they can't. He is unreal. He had two touchdowns. He had the big play on every scoring drive for them. He gets the first touchdown. Incredible. Debo Samuel is just such a beast all game, consistently running through linebackers and DBs. He gets the first touchdown to make it 7-7. And uh, at, at halftime, though, it's 10-7 because Skoranek dropped in a sure touchdown for the Rams. And uh, the, the Niners were able to get a field goal, Robbie Gold. So it's 10-7 at halftime, Niners. I thought for the most part, other than the last couple series, perhaps, I thought Jimmy G played really well. He didn't play well the last two series, though. It almost reminded me of the Super Bowl. They lost to the Chiefs a couple years ago when he did well until that until the end, until the end of the game. You know, he threw a nice pass to Kittle for the big touchdown to go up 17-7. The Niners with that D. They're up 17-7. But you know what? They didn't really win the battle up front like they normally do. Um, something that people missed, how about the taunting call against Al Shazir that led to the second Cooper Cup touchdown to make it 17-14? That was noteworthy. Sean McVay, wasting timeouts and challenges like crazy. I talked about it. And I really thought, man, the Niners are just tougher. That's the deal with this game. The 49ers are just the tougher team. But then it's 17-14. Jaquaski Tart missed an interception. Probably would have been the difference in the game. Probably would have. I mean, he'll never forget that the rest of his life. This is one of those where I feel almost sick for Jaquaski Tart because he's going to have a really, really tough time with that one really tough time because that led to a, a nice throw and catch from staff. By the way, the, the, the one that Tart missed, that was a horrific throw from Stafford. And if Tart intercepts that and the Niners win, we're talking about Stafford making a dumb throw and how that's, he hasn't changed. That's the deal. Um, but instead he drops it. Odell Beckham Jr. Gets a catch. Jimmy Ward comes in with a totally stupid helmet-to-helmet hit that enables the Rams to get in field goal range, tied up 17-17. So the Ward helmet-to-helmet, the Al Shazier um, uh, taunting, huge, huge. Kendall Blanton had a nice game for the Rams. Higby and Greenlaw were both hurt. The Niners' next series after that, they do nothing, absolutely nothing. They have to punt it away to the Rams. The Rams get the go-ahead field goal after yet another Cooper Cup big play, 20-17. to 17. Niners have one more chance. Aaron Donald gets all over Jimmy G. He's just trying to throw the ball away. Intercepted. Rams can just kneel down the clock, 20-17. to 17. The Rams win the game. They're playing a Super Bowl in their home building. It's like best-case scenario for Stan Kroenke with moving the team to L.A. and everything he did out there. Absolutely best-case scenario for the Rams. They went all-in 
with Stafford, Von Miller, and Odell Beckham Jr. And guess what? It worked. Second year in a row, a team going all in, Bucks last year, Rams this year, made it to the Super Bowl. Now we'll see if they can win it. Absolutely incredible. You know what else is incredible, by the way? Myfrontpagestory.com. By the way, I went on Jim Rome on Friday. Some of the uh, Tuckheads, some of the patrons, patreon.com slash RT Media, they heard this, and so they heard what happened. It crashed the server of myfrontpagestory.com. The value proposition is just off the charts. You hand it to your wife. As she opens it, she has no idea what it is. She's like, wait, wait, what is this? Hey, babe, I want to do something special for you. I had a story written about you. She will be blown away. Who does that? Who gets a story written about somebody? Well, you do. Looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper. It's framed. It's beautiful. It starts at 50 bucks. And now's the time. Valentine's Day is here. Now is the time to do this. Be the hero. When she reads the quotes, it's just something so impactful. I would be stunned. I mean stunned if she didn't cry in that scenario when she starts to actually read the story that you had written about her, myfrontpagestory.com. Try, please don't crash our servers again, although you guys listen to this at different times, so it's highly unlikely, but myfrontpagestory.com. Let's get to some news items, Bri. Tuck's Takes. All right, let's start with the Giants. They've officially hired a new head coach. It's Bill's former Bill's OC, Brian Dable. Right. Um, love the hire. You know, at a minimum, he's been some really good places. He's done it in New England. He's done it in Alabama with Nick Saban. And he did it somewhere else with the Buffalo Bills. Look, he can't bring Josh Allen with him, but he did maximize Josh Allen. So we know for a fact that he got is able to get the most out of a quarterback because he's gotten the most, or at least a heck of a lot, out of Josh Allen. You know, Joe Shane, the GM, knows Dable. They've been working together for years in Buffalo. That's a big plus. It do, it, it it does say something that the Giants are, you know, feels like a role reversal, right? That we're at the point of an organization where the Giants are taking the GM and the head coach, are getting their GM and head coach from the Buffalo Bills. Talk about flipping the script a little bit. I think Dayball will do well. And I don't know if, if Daniel Jones will be the quarterback. They're acting like he will be. But I'm I'm very curious to see what Dayball can get from him. I think it's probably worth it to see what Dayball can get out of him. I really do. So I like the hire by the Giants quite a bit. I think they nailed this one. Takes. Meanwhile, as expected, the Pittsburgh Steelers announced general manager Kevin Colbert's going to step down after the draft. And uh, also in the AFC North, the Ravens hired Michigan D coordinator Mike McDonald as their new DC. Can you believe the, 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 the team from the AFC North to make the Super Bowl is the Cincinnati Bengals? Like that is just unbelievable to me. Just unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I think we knew Kevin Colbert was going to step down. Um, I think he's done an outstanding job. The players are always there. Always there. They, you know, O-line wasn't great last couple years, but 
in general, I think Kevin Colbert has done an outstanding job. As for the Ravens, it's it's funny to me how Jim and John Harbaugh, like, by the way, Jim Harbaugh is interviewing with the Vikings, but Jim and John Harbaugh, like, exchange um, exchange coaches. Like, you know, the Ravens let McDonald go to Michigan for a year as the D coordinator. I mean, as a linebacker coach to go there for the D coordinator, he's there for a year, and then they bring him back to the Ravens. It's almost like they had a deal set up that that's how they would do it, which uh, is pretty crazy. Speaking of crazy, Bright, let's get wild. Let's get to an email on a Monday. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email address is ross at rostucker.com. I should mention, by the way, um, you know, there are reports on Saturday that Tom Brady is retiring. Uh, his agent has denied that. The Bucks have denied that. Um, my guess is that Tom Brady will retire, but I'm going to give him the courtesy of letting him be the one that announces it and makes that decision as opposed to, you know, trying to do it now. Like, he'll he'll retire when he wants to retire. And when he does, I'll have a lot to say about it. But today is not that day. Um, also, it looks like the Raiders are going to hire Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, but I'm going to wait till we get to that point as well, till that's official. And the Chiefs cut Damon Arnett after an assault with a deadly weapon charge. I mean, uh, that that is a troubled, troubled young man. What's the email, Bri? All right. Email today, uh, dear Ross. Uh, my question's about my hometown, my hometown boy, Mike Kosicki. I play hoops with, uh, with his dad. Um, what do you and Greg see on the film for him as he heads into free agency? Is there anything, uh, any specific type of role or scheme that would suit him well? Is he maximizing his abilities and his current scheme with Flores and the Dolphins? Obviously, this is uh, uh, this email is a little bit old. Uh, would love a blank canvas if one is available uh, of someone who is not biased. Yeah, I um, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Gesicki fan. You know, he's really basically a big receiver. His his body control is so good. Um, he's so good with his hands catching the ball. I think they had done a pretty good job there. And I think Tua loves him, uh, which is really, really important. And I think Gesicki is, you know, I don't know if he's a top 10 tight end, but he's close and he's going to get paid a lot. So you can tell his dad who you play hoops with that, Gesicki is going to get paid because everybody wants a tight end that can be an impact player in the passing game and that can stretch the middle of the field. Everyone is looking for that guy, uh, which is a great sign for Mike Gesicki. Shout-outs are in order to Pizza Boy Brewing, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X. How about us getting this done by 10.08 p.m. Eastern Time? Bri will get it cut up and posted as soon as he can. We'll do the college draft later tomorrow afternoon, Monday afternoon, after I get back from Kansas City. And then, of course, even money on Tuesday. Got a special guest 
for the Ross Tucker Football Podcast on Tuesday. So that show will actually come out later than it normally does because the guests could only do midday. Other than that, hope you guys enjoyed the games. What a sport. What a freaking sport. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.